Please remember that the Lucy Pod is not a replacement for professional medical advice. If you have questions or concerns about your own amazing brain, please speak to a medical professional. I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I speak to you all today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Lucy Pod. I hope that you are all well and are staying safe. Have you heard of the term toxic positivity or how manifestation is BS and toxically positive? Well, I have heard about it a lot and I've seen the term thrown around a lot online, particular how the ADHD is a superpower is toxic. I've, I've seen that floating around online. Now, of course, the internet is not a representation of real life, but I, in a way, consider it to be a microcosm and it's an interesting topic. So today we are going to talk about toxic positivity in the context of being ADHD. And I'm going to be basing this not only on just what I've seen online, but on an actual personal interaction that I had online on Threads, which is the app that is better than Twitter, that, by the way, was a very positive, no pun intended, and civil interaction and normal. But it did leave me thinking. Thread, so the the thread, the interaction I'm talking about was someone made a thread and they said, It seems that unless you have the same opinion as everyone else on here, you aren't allowed to share your opinion. ADHD is not a superpower. You'll never change my mind. I'm not playing victim. I'm simply stating the facts. ADHD is not a positive. Now, I responded with, I reposted this with more extended thoughts. However, I'll say quickly that for me, I love being ADHD. Wouldn't have it any other way even though sometimes it wreaks havoc on my life. However, we must understand, appreciate that ADHD is a spectrum and ADHDs are entitled to feel what they feel in regards to their own ADHD, as it affects everyone differently. We aren't a monolithic group. There is so much nuance that we don't allow and I think the clock up and other things are to blame. I then also said, follow up. Do you and others who agree with you feel this way just because that's how your ADHD is or is it other factors like time of diagnosis, medication efficacy, support, access to care? If you had all these factors fulfilled, would you still hate being ADHD? Genuine question and curious. The original poster did not respond to me, which is a shame, but it probably got missed. But I really did want to hear their answer to the question because... To have such a black and white view on ADHD, which is a spectrum and is so nuanced, was very surprising to me. But everyone has their reasons for feeling a certain way, whether that feeling is very black and white and polarizing. They're entitled to it. It's what makes the world go round. Also, I I, I think the reason it got me thinking is because, yes, it was so black and white. And she said, well, she definitely said ADHD is not a superpower. It's not a positive. And I don't think I would have had such a reaction. And I don't think it would have played on my mind if she had just said, ADHD is not a superpower for me. ADHD is not a positive for me. Because to just make a blanket statement, I'm not going to say it's problematic or anything like that. But 
it's untrue and it feels unfair because for me, ADHD is a positive. It's a disorder, but it's a positive. It is also um, that for many others. And so I, I think it's unfair and untrue to outright say that ADHD is a negative. I think that's unfair. Um, you know, we, we treat ADHD as if it is a life-threatening illness, illness as it's a death sentence and as if it has the same effects as severe mental illnesses. And I find that very stigmatizing and difficult because that's not my experience. But again, my experience is not universal. So before I sort of express my qualms and thoughts on, you know, ADHD, you know, being a positive, I do want to talk about ADHD realistically. And talking about ADHD real realistically means talking about ADHD as a disorder because I'm not Delulu. I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't see disability. I don't see disorder. ADHD is nothing but a superpower. It's actually not a disorder. It doesn't impact people negatively. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say that. We need, if we want to talk about ADHD in a nuanced way and acknowledge for me that it's a superpower, we have to talk about it as a disorder. All right, so let's talk about the disorder. So the word disorder is an illness or condition that disrupts, disrupts, disrupts normal physical or mental functions. The DSM-5 defines a disorder, in particular a mental disorder, as a syndrome characterized by clinically significant disturbance in an individual's cognition, emotional regulation or behavior that reflects a dysfunction in the psychological, biological or development processes underlying mental functioning. Mental disorders are usually associated with significant distress or disability in social, occupational or other important activities. Now, ADHD, as defined in the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual for Mental Illnesses, ADHD is a neurodevelopmental disorder defined by impairing levels of inattention, disorganization, and or hyperactivity impulsivity. Whether you've had a positive experience of ADHD or not, I think it'd be delusional to not acknowledge that these definitions are quite fitting for ADHD. Uh, ADHD is a disorder. It's definitely a disorder. It is something that definitely causes problems in our lives, whether we want to admit it or not, or whether the good that it does in our lives outweighs the bad. It definitely disrupts and ruins things for us, for us, for us. Even though I really enjoy being ADHD, especially now in my life, and I've enjoyed it for a long time. It sounds like I'm talking about like, I don't know, like being a ballet dancer, like I've always enjoyed ballet, but <laughs> even though I've like, I'm happy being ADHD, I would say that I really resonate with the definition, especially my younger self, God, I'm sounding like a self-help guru, but my younger self would have definitely resonated with the idea of a disorder because I was young, undiagnosed, and I really felt like there was something wrong with me and not in like in a victim way, but I really, I felt disordered. I felt, I don't want to say disabled because I felt like that's really tone deaf, but I felt like I was unable to function properly. 
and that ADHD was stopping me from doing things, especially in primary school, which I've talked about it before. It was a really rough time for me. I found it so incredibly difficult to to live and not in like a, oh, it was hard for me to live, I was depressed, but I, I found it so hard to do things that other children were able to do, like tying my bloody laces, riding a bike, handwriting, cutting stuff, arts and crafts, sitting still, listening, mathematics, maintaining friendships, maintaining focus. I, I felt completely inept. And I don't want to say this because I don't like the word, but like I felt dumb. I felt like an invalid. I felt very terrible word, but I felt lame. I, I yeah, I didn't, I, I did not, I didn't know what was going on. I, I had no idea what was wrong with me. So even though it was the ADHD and I didn't know at the time, so that's why I felt disordered. I feel like now I don't feel that way because I know what it is. I know I'm ADHD. It's like better the devil you know than the one you don't. I don't know if that applies in this context, but I think the reason I felt so ADHD, I felt the D, the disorder in ADHD, is because I wasn't diagnosed and therefore I was unable to, to manage it. And I feel like if you have co-occurring or comorbid conditions and you're also undiagnosed, the ADHD just must be unbearable. In children and adolescents with ADHD, around two-thirds will have a co-occurring mental health condition. This includes other neurodevelopmental disorders, specific learning disorders, intellectual disability, language disorders, tick disorders, autism spectrum disorder, disruptive impulse control disorders. The list just goes on. Like, imagine having ADHD and depression and anxiety and you're treating the ADHD, but you're still anxious and depressed and all your meds interact. Like it would be an absolute nightmare. And I I don't want to talk and deal in hypotheticals, but I'm pretty sure that if I had had, if I had depression and anxiety with the ADHD, I would not be happy. I wouldn't want to have the ADHD. I wouldn't feel positively about ADHD. It would just be too much to handle. It would be a triple whammy. It would feel cruel. And it is cruel. Life isn't fair, but there's something particularly cruel about having ADHD. And on top of that, having to deal with a mental illness, that is just, it's just so difficult. Um, And I, I really feel for people who deal with this. Um, I don't have any advice for you except for I I feel for you. Um, I'm not going to say I know what it feels like, but I know what the ADHD feels like. So I empathize with you on that level. Um, But it would just be awful. Um, So obviously ADHD is a disorder. It's, It's evident we've just talked about it because it causes problems in your life. Uh, It's in the name. It's a disorder. It causes disorder in your life. Um, I also think that disorder or ADHD in particular is exacerbated by environment. Now, I'm not trying to say that ADHD is caused by your environment, but it's been shown that your symptoms get worse. They're exacerbated if you're in an environment that is not adaptive um, and that is not accommodating. And I think 
this is the same for people who live, you know, with uh, disabilities, for example, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm just speaking out of turn, but correct me if I'm wrong, let's say you're a wheelchair user, right? And your house is completely wheelchair friendly. You can get around, you don't have to ever worry, you're not stressed about it, you're probably feeling pretty good. Like, yes, I'm in a wheelchair that has its own problems, but like, I can get around in my home, like, this is great. I don't feel like the world or my home is inaccessible. But let's say you go out in public and it's completely inaccessible. It feels burdensome. Like it's difficult to be in a place that is not accommodating. Like the satisfaction of people to people in wheelchairs goes up when the place is accommodating. You know, I watch, I follow a lot of disabled creators and, um, a lot of them talk about traveling with a disability and how awful traveling is. And it's not because they're disabled. It's because it's made difficult because they're disabled. Whereas when, you know, the flights and the hotels are accommodating, them being disabled is not an issue. They feel great. They feel fine. Their disability is not the problem. It's the accommodations. And I'm not saying that being ADHD is like being in a wheelchair or being disabled, but I feel like if you're in an environment that is not accommodating, your ADHD is going to feel worse. Like if at university I was not able to have note takers and wasn't able to get extensions, my ADHD would cause me significant stress. Whereas because I had those in place, yes, university is stressful, but it's not stressful because of my ADHD. It's because uni is stressful in general. You see, like that's why accommodations and accessibility is so important and people roll their eyes when they hear accessibility. They think it's a wank. They think it's this woke invention, but it's literally just being like a decent person, like holding the door open for someone. It's just about like being nice, decent and making people's lives um, easier. Uh, now in that, so keeping on to the environment talk, I'm not going to say that like, I, I need to stop saying like, God, I was about to say it's a vocal stim, but it's definitely not. I'm not going to say that me being in primary school in an un-ADHD friendly environment and then going into high school, which was an ADHD friendly environment, made me less ADHD and made me grow out of my symptoms. Um, but I, I do have to say my ADHD symptoms were not as exacerbated or as extreme because one, I was diagnosed, but two, I also had support from teachers and I didn't feel completely, completely trapped. And I didn't feel like a caged crazy animal. Whereas in primary school, because the environment was so hostile to me um, as an ADHD, I felt like a crazy cat. I felt completely unsupported and out of control. And I was treated like I was out of control. I was treated as though I was a nuisance, as though I was insolent. Um, I was made to feel that it was not only my fault, but my parents' fault because, you know, they just didn't raise me correctly. Um, if I keep talking about that, I'm going to I'm gonna get angry. So you don't want that. So <laughs> let's move on. So without the context of environment and without you know being sprinkling in positivity there are still many elements that I do not like about my ADHD that I wish I could remove uh, and one of those elements is the whole hyper focus now if you if you've listened to the Lucy pod long enough 
you would know that I went on and on about how much I loved hyperfocus. I called it a superpower. I now don't view it as such because hyperfocus is temporary. Um, it only happens when everything is right. Like think of Goldilocks and the three bears. Like the porridge is always right. Like everything has to be correct. And I don't even know what that everything is, but everything has to be correct for this hyperfocus to happen. It's not something that I can always tap into. A superpower is permanent. Like you can always fly, right? Like if your superpower is flying, you're not going to be like, oh, I can only fly at nighttime. It's going to be like, I can always fly. To say hyperfocus is a superpower, it's not because it doesn't always happen and it only happens in specific contexts. Like I wish I could hyperfocus my way through my assignments. I can't. I can hyperfocus through a Sims game. That's not helpful. It lasts three hours and it takes me away from my assignments. So I really hate that I can't focus, but I guess that's like hating having depression because you're sad. I mean, it's literally in the name. It's attention deficit. I, I cannot focus. Um, but I, I resent how fickle hyperfocus is. I really like don't, I really hate that right now. I wish I had hyperfocus in abundance, um, but that would mean wishing to not be ADHD, um, which I don't want to not be ADHD. Uh, so there's <laughs> there's that. The other thing I don't like is I just I really dislike the fact that it impacts my emotions more than I sometimes think it does. I I do consider myself to be a very emotionally balanced person. I don't have emotional issues thankfully I don't suffer from mental health issues that negatively impact my emotions um but as I've said in previous episodes especially this is really specific to before my period is coming about three to two weeks two to three weeks I I really dislike and do not cope well with how ADHD affects me and makes me speak to people to myself um it exacerbates pre-existing symptoms um, I, I really don't like the way that it makes me feel and there's no cure or thing that makes me feel better about this. It's just a crap time. I, I absolutely hate it. It wreaks havoc on my life and that's a line that I always use and it's not to sound dramatic, it's because it really does, you know. For th two to three weeks leading up to my period, my life is so difficult and not even on an emotional aspect, but physically I feel exhausted. I feel drained. I feel malnourished. I feel so unhappy. I eat less or I eat more. I feel ill. I feel, I don't feel like myself and I like feeling like myself because I like myself. It's fun to be me. But when I'm, when I'm in that PMS state, it's not fun to be me. I want to climb out of my skin. Um, and just yeah be a pound of flesh bouncing around like I don't I don't want to exist it's an awful awful time and I know I'm not alone in these feelings so here are some thoughts from other people in the world online and in person and how they feel about their ADHD still waiting for these superpowers to kick in so far all they've done is made my life significantly harder lol Ruins lives, but it's cute in 2023, gen whatever they are now. Yes, I love having superpowers, aka time blindness, low motivation to no motivation, 
constant and mental physical exhaustion, fatigue, little to no memory inability to focus, and an inability to meet deadlines, and so much more. Love my superpowers. It's a mixed bag. Makes some things very hard and other things easy. I actually really love this one, and I want to focus on that even more, um, if not in this episode, then in another one. Yes, I'm going to fail uni and my life is a mess, but it's just a cute and quirky superpower. Even though these comments are very real, some of them are like being real and sarcastic. They are quite funny, Um, but they're they're, they're real. Um, And in the past, I would have said to these people or about these people, the reason you feel that way is because you don't have adequate support. You have a bad temperament which is basically saying to people, you couldn't hack it. You couldn't hack being ADHD. And I have to be honest, part of me still feels that people feel this way because they haven't had their ADHD adequately treated. But I know how invalidating that is because these people don't like having ADHD. And it's not up to me or anyone else to come down and some hippie ADHD hero and be like, it's just because you haven't got your meds right or your parents don't accept you. You just like haven't found the right thing yet, but it'll come to you. The powers will come to you. Like that is so bloody condescending and untrue and unfair. I mean, you wouldn't catch someone saying to people with like depression, oh, you just haven't hacked how to like enjoy being unhappy. Like you'll get the depression fun once you get rid of it or, or something. Like it's 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 a complete ridiculous proposition. I don't know if I could call it a fallacy, but if it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I really empathize with these people. And whilst and whilst these people may think, you know, I'm on the superpower bandwagon, I completely relate. I'm not a monolithic person. I'm nuanced and I don't want to sound like a wanker. I'm not trying to say like, we all have layers like an onion, but two things can be true at once. We're walking contradictions. I can love being ADHD and have many issues with it. Um, and that, that can just exist. Like everything I've said about hating ADHD doesn't detract from the fact that I love being ADHD and people are like, well, that's convenient, but two things can be true at once. Uh, nuance is important. If we don't have nuance, we'll die. I don't know who said that, but I feel like Nietzsche said something uh, like that. Um, you know, and I just think that people, there are people who just hate being ADHD and that's their view. And we have to accept, respect that. What I don't like, though, and I think the reason I have an issue when I hear these things, and that's, you know, on me, that's something I need to, I need to unpack, um, is that we use these negative feelings that people have um, and we use it as an excuse to further stigmatise ADHD and mistreat people with ADHD. It is one thing for people in the ADHD community to say that they don't like being ADHD and talking about how hard it is and us listening to them and, you know, supporting them. And it's another for a neurotypical to grab that and say, see, 
That's why it's this horrible disorder. And this is why we shouldn't tell people with ADHD that they're going to be okay and offer them support and offer them encouragement because they're just a lost cause. You know, people use it as a basis to constantly remind ADHD people that they're just not good enough, that they're so different. And just because ADHD wreaks havoc on your life and makes you feel like crap, it doesn't mean that you are crap and that your life is less meaningful. I think that's why I'm so big on the superpower front. Um, and it's because although ADHD is a disorder and it negatively impacts people's lives every day, I don't think that it should be used to define people's lives as meaningless. Like you, you would never look at someone who, well, I hope you'd never look at someone who lives with a severe disability and say, because of your severe disability, your life is meaningless. Like that's so cruel because you're denying someone humanity. You're denying someone nuance. You're denying someone's agency to live. Like you're basically saying that like they're a lost cause. Your life is not less important or full because you have ADHD. And that's not to say that your struggles are irrelevant and aren't a part of your life. But you shouldn't feel as though you're crazy or that you're useless because you don't like ADHD or because you are ADHD. It's making your life difficult, but it's also making you human. That makes you a human that doesn't like ADHD, but it doesn't make you less than. And I, I, I really hope that that makes sense. It's hard to put it into words because it's such a, a complex conversation. It has so many layers because it comes from so many places and and so many worlds so you can say I freaking hate ADHD it has ruined my life you know it's made my life hard but I would never look at you and say well you should just give up like your life is less meaningful I feel like then it plays into really dangerous territory when we start saying like well see they freaking hate their lives so you know it's pointless like we should deny them this we should deny them that because their life is so meaningless I, I I don't like that. And I think that's why I find it hard to let go of the superpower element. Because for me, I, I, I acknowledge the struggles. But I guess I'll say it again. Two things can be true at once. And I've always been like this. I've always been ADHD. I don't know what it's like to be neurotypical, even though I'm surrounded by neurotypicals. I, I just, I love it. I love that about me. I love that for me. Um, it's what makes me me. This is feeling like the Barbie movie. It's led to me being in so many different and interesting worlds and places. If I wasn't ADHD, I don't think I would have started this podcast, which I love. I don't think I would have been the youth ambassador to the ADHD Foundation. And I don't think I would have fought so hard to be in the world of politics. I don't think I would have done so many things had I not been ADHD, ADHD has granted me so much knowledge, understanding and access to the world. And I'm so, I'm so lucky. Um, you know, and I think also in a way, and this is going to sound so corny, this episode has become so corny, is that I think the reason I also enjoy being ADHD is because whenever I think of the word disorder, and living with one, you, 
it's like, it, it sounds so miserable, right? And yet, along the miserable parts, it's so great and I'm still happy and I'm doing really well and I don't want to sound American, but that's a superpower in itself. Oh my God, okay, that was so corny. But you know, there's something very, again, sounds corny, there's something very powerful to me about living with something that causes problems, but also living with something and having good things in your life. Like, I have a great life and I also have negative ADHD symptoms and I don't let that stop me. Like that's phenomenal. And not in like an inspiration porn way, like, oh my God, a person in a wheelchair doing their shopping, they're so brave. You know, they're doing their shopping in spite of their disability. Like it's it's not that I, the thing that is powerful is I'm not doing anything in spite of my disability, of my disability, my ADHD. I'm just doing things. I'm just doing them. And ADHD is there. And I think that's a power. Um, and so I think that's where I'm going to leave it. Uh, we don't come to conclusions on the Lucy pod because this is a spectrum. We're all learning. I'd love to hear your thoughts and I'd love you guys to add to this conversation. So please leave a comment or DM me if you want to chat about this some more. Um, but yeah, so do not forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and threads at the Lucy pod and subscribe to my YouTube channel, the Lucy pod. And don't forget to like, um, stream favorite five-star rate, um, the Lucy pod on all of your favorite streaming platforms, such as Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, you know, the drill. And I will see you, talk to you, hear from you in the next episode. Bye.